0: From 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 32494, the earliest show in the archive, 32494. My interview with Donald Trump from 1102011. 1102011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more. All right, welcome to the Michael Savage Bonus Podcast. In case you don't know it, we do one bonus pod per week, which recently consists of a classic radio show by popular demand. And this one, I think, is another special one. We dug deep into the archives for a bonus podcast that matches the news. We went back to the year 2000, my God. You may recall that on October 12, 2000, the United States ship, the USS Cole, was attacked by suicide bombers while refueling in Yemen. I don't know if you remember that. It was a big deal. This attack on the U.S. Cole was attributed to Al-Qaeda and foreshadowed the attack on the United States less than one year later, which came on September eleventh, two 2001. In this broadcast, which you're about to hear, I warned how diversity training was weakening our military. I also chastised the Clinton administration, and particularly Madeleine Albright, for having bombed Yugoslavia over and over and over again. It's a disgusting piece of our history to have done this to a once great ally, Yugoslavia. And I don't know if you know this, they rescued our downed airmen during World War II, and they woke up to U.S. bombers repainted with NATO markings, bombing every bridge on the Danube River. It was a a real black eye. You don't know about it because it was wiped out by the vermin in the media. What about today? Well, like the Clinton administration before them, the Biden administration, another Democrat administration, refuses to resolve conflict through diplomacy and negotiations, which is why we have a Russia-Ukraine war. And I warn that these hysterics running these Democrat administrations either do not act or they overreact. Well, today we're witnessing the same incompetence from this radical leftist white house once again i fear for the world as the biden regime fails to find a resolution to this out of control bloodshed in ukraine i hope you enjoy the following broadcast listen to it and share it with others thank you very much i'm michael savage welcome to the savage nation as you well know there is war in the middle east uh, one of our ships has been attacked by Arab terrorists off the coast of Yemen. And the question to you right off the top is, we've lost six men, 12 are missing, 30 injured. What should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on a US warship? I want the people to speak, not the sheeple to peek. I want the people to speak, not the sheeple to peek. I do not want any more of these paid pimps of the media telling, did you see William Cohen, the defense secretary? That man ought to be fired for what he did today. We had dead servicemen. And he had the nerve, the nerve that Cohen, that mad bomber, he had the nerve to get up there and say, we don't know what caused this explosion. His own admiral then followed him and said the explosion was caused by terrorists. This is what we have now speaking for us. We have these phony corporate uh, guys and dolls. What would you, the American people, say should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on our U.S. warship? This is a gaping attack upon our sovereignty, and under Clinton and Gore, we have become a hapless eunuch in the world stage. Now, I'll tell you something. There was a time in American history when we had men with balls as the captains of a ship. We had Admiral Halsey's in charge of our ships. And I'll tell you, we don't have an Admiral Halsey in charge of our ships today. We don't even have an Admiral with a Ballsy in charge of our ships today. Instead, we have a bunch of clowns in the Clinton-Gore administration wringing their hands, grabbing their brochures, and screaming, Oh, what do we do now? This is bad for fundraising. Oh, hey, what do we do now? It's bad for fundraising. What do we do now? It's bad for the stock market. Why do we tell the American sheeple it's bad for gore? This is the kind of response you get when you have Neville, Neville Chamberlain running the United States Navy uh, instead of Admiral Halsey. Number two, on the Savage Nation, why is the FBI overseeing this investigation of the terrorist attack on a U.S. warship on foreign soil? Who made Janet Reno the boss over our U.S. military? We have naval intelligence. It is their job to find out who blew up that ship. Why is the FBI being given this authority? Answer, so that it goes through Janet Reno, who reports directly to the president. The fact of the matter is, it's another grab of power. Number three, which candidate is better able to handle foreign affairs, Bush or Gore? Now here's my analysis. The biggest loser here today, the biggest loser is Clinton and Gore. They spent eight years and billions of dollars placating Arafat. And destroyed Israel's right-wing party under Netanyahu to give peace a chance. And so they put the stooge Barak in, the left-wing Barak. Well, peace has had its chance. Arafat was offered 95%. I repeat, Arafat, the terrorist, was offered 95% of his demands by the left-wing stooge Barak and his government, the left-wing government of Israel, the puppets of the Clinton-Gore, uh, the Clinton-Gore-Albright triangle. And what did Arafat say to the 95%? He said, drop dead, 100% or violence. And so he declared violence. So Gore is Neville Chamberlain and Arafat is the Hitler of our time. On small scale, nevertheless, that's a replay of history. And Israel today needs an ally in America, not a hand-wringing broker. And that's what they got. If you've seen the footage today, of the uh, Israeli reservists being beaten to death by a mob, you'll know what I'm talking about. There is good and there's evil. There's right and there's wrong. These were not soldiers in the field. These were reservists, like your son, like your daughter. They were reporting to duty. They were in a car. They uh, made a wrong turn into so-called Arab territory, but since Arafat wants apartheid, since Arafat wants ethnic cleansing, Arafat's mobs chased them. The Israelis ran into a police station that was supposed to protect the order of the town. The police let the mob in. The mob beat them to death. The mob then hung them by ropes and threw them into the, into the street. This is what you got, Mr. Clinton and Mr. Gore. 40,000 Palestinians given machine guns to guard the peace. Instead, they've turned them onto the peacemakers. And so that's the story. The real loser today is Al Gore. He, he ought to resign in shame. Uh, he ought to resign in shame for what he has done to this world. That's my opinion. But the issue to us as Americans today is not Israel, really. The issue is, to us as Americans is what should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on our U.S. warship. Don't for one minute believe the double-talking phony named Cohen that he doesn't know who did it. And he'll investigate it, it'll take him 70 years, and he'll tell you he still doesn't know. Everyone with a brain knows it's related to what's going on. And it just shows you how weakened our military is. It just shows you how horribly destroyed the morale and the basic sensitivities of our military has become. When in history would a naval warship not have men with machine guns standing by, when they see a small raft show up, not to machine gun these guys into the water and let them die with the sharks? They must have known they were there. What were they doing? They were refueling a ship in Yemen. They see two guys come up on a raft. Why didn't they invite him aboard for a prayer session? Maybe they should have invited the two Arab terrorists aboard for a diversity training session. Maybe they should have invited him aboard to tell him how evil Christianity is. The fact of the matter is this could have been avoided if the sailors had not been beaten to death with diversity training. If their normal sense of surveillance, if their normal sense of diligence, if their normal sense of fear of these foreigners was permitted to play, they would be alive today, that ship wouldn't have been blown up, but because their brains have been washed by diversity training, they did nothing when that raft showed up. That's my estimation of what happened. This never would have happened in the past if we had a real man in power, instead of a person like Bill Clinton, a Neville Chamberlain like Al Gore, and so therefore I turn it over to you, the people. I want to know what you suggest we do. As Americans against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on a US warship this is a declaration of war by any means whatsoever and of course you're not going to hear that you're not going to hear that from anybody are you well I don't know what else to say except say it like it is so I'll simply take your opinion Cal at Nellis Air Force Base you're on the Savage Nation what's your opinion yes,
1: sir, Dr. Savage, uh uh, we're in Nellis Air Force Base at north of Las Vegas. Uh, we can't even machine gun those people if we wanted to because uh, our Marines and our soldiers, we're not allowed to have loaded guns at the ready on deck. They're all locked up down below. We, locked we, up below? Yes, the, the guns, Those those troops on the deck of that ship did not have even a sidearm to defend themselves. They're all locked up when making a call in a port like that.
0: Well, I guess they wanted to have them aboard for a, a tea session and a diversity training session. Maybe they, No, they should have invited them aboard and then gotten on their hands and knees and apologized for Christianity. Uh, that's what diversity training is in America. If you think we don't have the bull weevils trying to undermine America right here in our own corporate offices, you're crazy. I've gone through diversity training. I've had them try to make me knuckle under to them, and I told them to drop dead. And I didn't lose my job as a result. I said, drop dead. You have no right coming in here and insulting me, my religion, and my people. Go screw yourself. I was the only one who stood up. It wasn't pleasant because my coworkers looked at me like I was wrong and I was crazy. I am telling you, we have a crisis not only on our naval ships. We have a crisis here in America in our boardrooms or caving in and catering to these terrorists. We have terrorists in this own, in our own country. Now, these are some of the questions. What should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on our U.S. warship is the question of the day. You're listening to The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. We have a crisis going on worldwide. As you well know, one of our naval ships has been blown up. There are at least six U.S. servicemen dead 12 are missing which means that their bits and pieces have not been found approximately 35 are being reported wounded uh yet our hand-wringing phony poet of a defense secretary the uh unindicted war criminal william cohen had the nerve to say he doesn't know what caused this explosion what was he implying that some of the men were doing a pipe of crack underneath the ship what is he out of his mind his own admiral then got on the news and said this was a terrorist attack it just shows you what happens when you have a weak-kneed phony in a position of power like Cohen, he should be forced to resign and a new defense secretary, somebody with real courage, put in there. What should be done today, immediately, against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on our U.S. warship? Now let's look at Israel. Israelis, uh, uh, is- the Israelis lost three soldiers who were butchered today by a mob of bloodthirsty, cutthroat Arabs uh, in uh, a police station, no less. The bodies were beaten and then the, the, the bodies thrown out of a window and beaten further, chopped to pieces. A few hours later Israel gave a 40-hour warning or some sort to the town and said we're going to retaliate. They then launched helicopter gunships which launched, ro- launched rockets. They destroyed the police station where the soldiers were killed. They destroyed Arafat's headquarters by the sea, etc. In other words, there was an answer. We have a weak-kneed peacenick president who either doesn't act or overreacts. When he overreacts, the world could go up in flames. He overreacted against Yugoslavia because he has a psychotic secretary of state named Madeleine Halfbright, who instead of negotiating through diplo- diplomatic sources with Milosevic, she bombed a sovereign nation called Yugoslavia. She bombed downtown Belgrade. She killed 2,000 innocent Serbian people. That was our answer. I fear what these maniacs are liable to do tomorrow. Either they don't act or they overreact because they're hysterics. And you'll often find that people who have never fired a gun or who have never been in a fistfight, they're the most dangerous people to be given power. They don't know what a weapon can do to people, and so therefore they will they will tend to overuse the weapon. They don't even understand what it's like to to bleed because they have never been punched in the nose. And again, so they're liable to punch people in the nose too hard. I fear for the world. I think we're in a very, very dangerous place with these hysterics, these hysterical Fabian utopists, if you want to call them that. If you want to be benevolent and call them Fabian utopians, I don't even believe they really were utopians. I believe that they were conciliatory traitors to this nation. What is the answer, though? What would you do if you could advise George Bush? And speaking of Bush and Gore... Shortly on this program on the Savage Nation, we're going to have a uh, commentary between myself, Michael Savage, and Pat Buchanan live on last night's debates. And, of course, the situation in the Middle East and what Pat thinks ought to be done. I would like to hear what Gore has to say about what ought to be done. I'd like to hear what Bush has to say. And what's really disturbing today is we have war breaking out in the Middle East. We have a U.S. naval ship blown up. And Al Gore, who is the current vice president, so far as I know, hasn't said anything. Is this his example of what he would do as commander in chief, is say nothing until he gets an earphone in his ear and he's told what to do, how to smile, how not to smile? Is this your idea of a leader? Is this what you want for commander in chief? Well, I don't. He is incompetent to be the commander in chief. Bridget on line seven, what would you advise today?
1: Hi, Michael, it's very simple. We need to do what Ronald Reagan did, we need to take them out like we did to Libya and we haven't heard a peep out of Gaddafi since
0: And that would that would mean what?
1: Well, I think we need to unleash our, our military power or what's left of it on on that country that let them blow up our ship today.
0: And that would be Yemen. Oh yeah. Well, you don't you don't mean obliterate the, the nation of Yemen. I'm sure you don't want to kill 100,000 innocent people who had nothing to do with it.
1: Well, no, but you had just said a few minutes ago that you thought that the, the ship that got hit should have just opened up and started to, to fire on the on the town. So
0: I, 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 believe, I believe that, yes, the captain of that ship should have given a warning to the town's folks to clear out, given them a five-hour warning, and then opened up and destroyed every military installation in that area and correct. in that port. That's, so that's correct. That's
1: exactly what we should do.
0: Yes, they should have answered violence with violence, only they should have been more violent. Right. They should have shown who the boss is, because if the U.S. ship can be attacked by two men in a rubber raft, then what? none of our ships are safe anywhere. What good are all of these electronic devices that have no meaning whatsoever if two terrorists can come up with a raft and blow them out of the water? This
1: Tell me insane. It's absolutely crazy.
0: Thank you. They never should have been permitted near that ship. We should have had our own flotilla of small boats around that ship, men armed with 50 caliber machine guns, Uh, creating a uh, a sanitary cordon around that ship. What kind of insanity is this that they would permit a warship into a a terrorist nation like Yemen and not offer it any surrounding protection? I cannot understand the thinking of the U.S. Navy. But if you look at the stock footage, the answer is very clear. They show the new Navy. There's no longer a cigarette-smoking, cigar-chomping Admiral Halsey up there on the helm. That's the problem today. And if no one else will say it, then I will be the one to say it. It's a sad day, in, day indeed, but we the people have to be heard from, and that's why I'm asking you what you would recommend. Mike in New Jersey, what do you recommend? Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike.
1: Yes. Hello, Mike. There
0: we yes. We
1: speaker. Uh Your analysis is essentially correct.
0: Mike, you have to speak louder.
1: Uh, how's that? Is that better? Go ahead, quick.
0: Come on, we have All one right, minute, your please. Your
1: analysis is essentially correct, except. Louder. Except. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, except I believe that it wasn't Arab terrorists. It's not their style. Arabs have not attacked military assets. I believe it was the Mossad.
0: Oh, here goes the, 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 no, the myth of the Mossad. No, 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 no follow me here. All right. In other words, Israel did it again, of course. It's always the Jews.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Yeah, yeah well, if, well, what else? well, Mike, what this, else are you implying?
1: This is paybacks.
0: Mike, please our stop our it. All right, like right. That's should... a crackpot job here. You know, I love this. Their idea, you know, the anti-Semites, the really, to be more specific, the anti-Jews out there, have such an incredible idea of how powerful Jews are. It's amazing that if they trip and fall in their own backyard, they say the Mossad put the shovel in their way. That they're sure the Mossad planted the shovel because they were, they, you know, I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Some things are what they appear to be, sir. And it was in the port of Yemen. It was not in the port. And the Mossad generally doesn't blow themselves up. It's not in the religion of Judaism to martyr, themse- to martyr yourself. So your theory is totally crackpot and without any, any semblance of reality. These men blew themselves up. That uh, complies only with one uh, set of religious beliefs. What would you do in retaliation is the question. I shall return on the Savage Nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. As I speak, the left-wing panty brigade, Paul Wellstone, is saying we don't know who did it. The disgraceful Secretary of Defense, who should be forced to resign, got up this morning and said we don't know who did it when his own admiral got up and said it's a terrorist attack. Anyone with a brain can uh, put together two and two. These left-wing pinko commies are a disaster. They're a disgrace. And I've asked you what should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on our U.S. warship. I told you it was no Admiral Halsey at the uh, helm of that ship. There was no reason to permit that rubber boat to get within any shooting distance of our ship. If they had any brains, they would have put a cordon around every ship with our own rafts and kept them away. Right now, we have another uh, person who you're very, very familiar with on the Savage Nation. And I'd like to again introduce Pat Buchanan. Mr. Buchanan, welcome to the Savage Nation.
1: Hi, Sir Michael. How are you?
0: Pat, this is a disaster for this country, but more importantly, I believe it's a disaster for Clinton and Gore. Eight years they have placated the Arab terrorist Yasser Arafat, who uh, was given 95% of his demands, and he said 100% or nothing, and now there's a war. What what do we do here?
1: Well, quite obviously, whoever, the United States has got excellent intelligence. Like, you know, I was in the White House when, uh, when Gaddafi... We discovered that he was behind that attack on the discotheque in Berlin, and Ronald Reagan waited and got it confirmed by intelligence. And then uh, one night, the uh, F-111s turned up over Tripoli and destroyed the headquarters of his uh, his revolutionary guard types there and rolled one 500-pounder into his tent and almost killed him. And I think you're going to have to respond in kind, but more than in kind, to the terrorist organization that did this. And U.S. intelligence, I'm sure, is working on that right now. And we need an address, and when we find an address, we ought to go visit.
0: Pat Buchanan, this strikes me as extremely odd. I saw that the FBI is overseeing this investigation of the terrorist attack on a U.S. warship on foreign soil. We have U.S. Naval Intelligence. Who made Janet Reno the boss of the U.S. military? Does this strike you as odd?
1: This is absurd. The, uh, the FBI uh, is not responsible for uncovering uh, terrorist activity abroad. The Central Intelligence Agency and the intelligence agencies of the various services, the DIA, our satellite intelligence, the NSA. This is not an FBI operation, in my opinion. So, wh- well, I then why US do you. The FBI was the one doing it.
0: Then why? Were you shocked to see that as well, Pat?
1: Well, I didn't. See, I've been just coming down from Vermont and I've not followed closely or seen the information that the FBI is looking into this, this ought to be, this is a military. This is an attack on an American warship. That the well, FBI well, yeah. deals with domestic security.
0: That's why I think I am the only commentator in America who, who observed this and has questioned why is the FBI overseeing the investigation of the terrorist attack on our warship. And I think the answer is quite obvious, Pat. It is another power grab by the Clinton-Gore White House it's part of this dictatorial mentality where they don't even trust their own military because they're liable to say something that's true if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. And this way they can spin it themselves by reporting it through Janet Reno up to Clinton and Gore. That's the way I see it. I wonder what you. Well, I think you've already mentioned that.
1: Well, Number let me say two. This. Yes. Look, this is a. Uh, this is not a. Uh, this is not an unsophisticated. This is not some individual kid who decided to be a suicide bomber on his own. When you go after an American warship, this has got to be plotted and planned for a good while. And usually it takes a government or some security agency behind people who do these things. Now, the United States has got the ability to intercept virtually what anyone says to anyone in the world and to go back and find out what was said. Mm. And so I think we ought to run down the organization that did it and the and the nation behind it. And uh, this was clearly an uh, unprovoked act of terrorism against an American warship. That's an act of war against the United States. And we used to know how to respond to acts of war.
0: And, Pat, you know, I earlier before you joined us on The Savage Nation, I said if we had another time, another age, and another leadership, I believe captains of our ships had such independence that they could have responded on their own. If their ship was attacked, they could have unleashed a salvo into the local town, blown up the headquarters of the military and the police, and said, you damn well sort out who did this to us, because we're not going to wait for an investigation. But those days are long gone. I'm sure that today, I'm sure that today there were men aboard that ship, Pat Buchanan, who would have liked to invite the Arab terrorists aboard uh, for some diversity training before they blew up the ship. That's the kind of mentality that's going on in the military today under Clinton and Gore. It's a nightmare.
1: Well, that's, there's no doubt about it, but I do have to believe those men on those ship, uh, and I hope they're all men. Uh, I pray to God they're all men. That that, that ship, my guess is they're looking for a way to pay back the SOBs that did this to their friends and comrades.
0: Pat, I had a call before you came on from an Air Force base, and I was told that the men on our ships are not allowed to carry machine guns or sidearms on the deck of that ship, even in port, under the new rules of Clinton and Gore, that they could not even fire a machine gun at that raft if they had seen the intent. That's how that's how peace nikki the military has become today but let's go to the topic at hand you watched the debates last night the so-called debate between mr bush and mr gore who do you think won
1: uh to be honest i think that that bush i thought bush got clobbered in the first debate in terms of substance i thought he was awful he wasn't up to it i think he won the second i think he won it last night Uh, Uh uh, i thought he showed himself to be much more knowledgeable and, uh, and assertive in foreign policy than Gore did. I, of course, tend to agree with some of the answers where he had disagreements with Gore in those few places. I tended to be closer to Bush, but I thought he won the debate, quite frankly. And I do think Gore's personality was less, uh, less smarmy and unctuous than it was in that first debate, where he won decisively, but his personality was just repellent. So I think Bush won, but the clear thing that bothers me about it is You know, that that you see the two of them, they're so close together that Jim Lehrer is constantly trying to tease out some difference or some disagreement between them. And and the American people, I think, are much more diverse and have much different points of view and different takes on issues than you saw expressed up in those, uh, by those two baby boomers up there last night.
0: Look, Pat, I long have said you should have been there, Ralph Nader should have been there. There should have been a diversity of opinion, a diversity of argument. But you've raised a real a real, frightening point for me. I've asked now, how the hell was Jim Lehrer picked to be the sole moderator for, for all three presidential debates? Moreover, the second insult is that another one of your old friends from CNN, probably a good man, but nevertheless, to the left of center, Bernard Shaw, as the moderator, every question last night was a Democrat question. I saw a ganging up on Bush by Lehrer and Gore. In fact, Lehrer led Gore at least three times In his attack on Bush, I could not believe my eyes. How did the Republicans permit uh, the Democrats to choose the moderator? Why can't they use three different moderators, a liberal, a conservative, and a moderate? How did it become that Jim Lehrer is the God Almighty of all
1: of the debates? Uh, Look, in these presidential debate commissions, the Republicans and Democrats sit down and negotiate this out. If Republicans are unhappy with Jim Lehrer, they have only themselves to blame there. Because they obviously had to go along with this. They had to go along with the sites, and they had to go along with the moderator, and they had both had to go along with the format, or there would have been no debates. And so I think they negotiated it out, and both of them accepted Lair.
0: That's why I've said, Pat Buchanan, that the Bush team, uh, led by the Andover-Yale rowing team, they should be sent back to uh, Connecticut or to, to New Haven. To, uh, to spend the rest of their happy lives in their grandmothers attic clipping coupons because they're not doing the right job for the conservative movement at all. There's virtually no conservatism there, is there?
1: Well, there's not. Uh, they, they have decided this, that Gore is a person... Uh, the country is generally satisfied with where we're gone, so the Bush people will not challenge that, but they don't like what, what, how Clinton behaved and how he conducted himself, and they're terribly off-put by the personality of Al Gore, and therefore, if the Republicans just offer a more attractive package mm. with the uh, in terms of the more more attractive presenter with the same basic philosophy and direction, that they will back in and win the White House. And that is their strategy, and I think they probably feel that it's working pretty well.
0: Now, Pat, yesterday on some of my stations, your ad ran. Right. Your ad on immigration is absolutely superb. I don't know the agency that did it, but boy, is it good. Uh, you know, with the uh, whispering voices and the laughter. And then the announcer says, when you let illegals come into a country, they're going to bring contraband and drugs. You know the ad, right?
1: Well, I I know all of them. I'm not familiar which one that is. But, oh, uh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. I Pat, stand that
1: by
0: was, them all. <laughs> Pat, that was such a good ad. In fact, I ran a one-hour segment before the debates on illegal immigration and how it's destroying the social fabric of America and what it costs us. Is that you know, a topic if, if that you would have, if you were in the debates, would you have brought up illegal immigration would with Bush and Gold? I would have up Gould?
1: immigration, illegal immigration, because it's what people are talking about. It's what talk show hosts are talking about. It is what's on people's minds. It is what dominates conversations in Southern California, Arizona, and much of the Southwest. I was in North Carolina in a rural area, and this fellow told me, he said, you know, we got a terrible problem out here with illegals coming in. North Carolina. He drugs and crime and what was happening—it's all over America. And neither of these national political parties will talk about it because the illegal aliens coming into this country drive down wages, and the big businesses love it.
0: You know, Pat, I'm a student of history. We know the barbarians broke the Roman Empire in two. There are, there is a good parallel. I don't care what people think of me. When you have people coming in who are illiterate in their own language who have no allegiance to this nation, who do not know what the Pledge of Allegiance is, who could care less about America, to me it's like the Visigoths invading a nation. We've got to stop it, Pat, and I know that even if Bush is elected, there will be virtually no difference between him and the neutra suite of the uh, Democrat Party.
1: There will be no nothing done because the Republicans think if they stood up and spoke out vigorously on this, it would cost them the Hispanic vote, and they think the Hispanic vote represents their future. But I believe that Mexican-American citizens, as yes. much as anyone else, would like our borders controlled. And to so. have all of us decide here how many folks come in from where and when, rather than have our or basically have our country be, uh, be accepting uh, millions of people who break laws, who come here not to be citizens of the United States, but simply to get jobs and who could not care less. About now, the United Pat, States and what was good for America.
0: Yeah, Pat, you just got off an airplane. Where are you speaking with us in the Savage Nation today?
1: I've just got into McLean, Virginia. I just came down from Vermont, where they had the uh, the great battle over the civil unions.
0: Civil and unions.
1: Civil unions. In the land. Are you mean in the land of? of that, uh, you mean, mean in the that,
0: land of like, Ben? You mean yeah, in the I'm land of on. Ben and Jerry's, don't you?
1: Ben and Jerry's up there, right?
0: Yeah. And uh, Pat, what are you doing tonight? Are you doing any other media appearances this evening?
1: Uh, I don't believe we're doing any tonight, but we've got to get up very, very early tomorrow. I've got to drive to the eastern shore of Maryland. I'm speaking at Salisbury State uh, College. Uh, and Incidentally, the issue down there is illegal immigrants are pouring into those uh, Purdue plants down there, the chicken pluckers, and uh, and it's become a serious social problem on the eastern shore of Maryland. That's, That's not the way it was when I used to drive through there when I was a kid.
0: Well, I'll let you go, Pat. You need a good meal, a stiff drink, and a good night's sleep to keep the, keep up the good battle.
1: You I only in there and do, do battle yourself,
0: Michael. All right. God bless you, Pat Buchanan. Thanks for being with us on the Savage Nation. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep. A tired Pat Buchanan joined us just now. He was very gracious. He just got off, off an airplane, as you heard. And uh, we're going to return in a moment to the big issue, and that is the issue of You, the American people from Sea to Shining Sea, what should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on a U.S. warship? We do know from Pat's statement that this is a declaration of war. And yet, as I speak with you, Paul Wellstone, the the most liberal member of the Senate, is sitting up there saying, let's not rush to judgment. It's too soon to act. We don't know who did it. uh, Wringing his hands... I have never seen anything like this in my life. Where are the men of our country? Where is the men of our leadership? I'm going to ask you what should be done. Maybe if we raise our voices in unison on the savage nation today, somebody will hear it and this message will be sent to the powers on top. What should be done? Not about Israel. They can fight their own battles. What should be done against Yemen for permitting this Arab terrorist attack on our US warship? is the question well thank you very much for listening to today's podcast i hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it we have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free you can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time and remember this if you want to listen to my podcast ad free sign up for the savage premium membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.